everyone, and welcome to episode five. We're we're this many today. I feel like I mean, next week we're gonna need two hands. I'm super excited about it, and I bet you guys didn't see this one coming. Did anyone comment in the live chat right now? And definitely in the comments, did you guys see it coming that Don and Carrie were coming on the show today? We didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even know until last night, to be honest with you. I just wandered oh, into the uh, stream yard. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, Carrie, how does it feel to be the first male welcomed on to the Let's Do Lunch podcast? It feels odd. I feel weird having a beard because you guys don't like beards that much. I almost <laughs> shaved it. Kristen was trying to get me to shave it during the live podcast. That's okay. I shaved mine though. So oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't shave mine yet though. So <laughs> I am so <laughs> I'm so okay. ill-prepared. Lori, mama with a camera, Lori sent me a mug that says I like his beard and I should have had my drink in it today. Oh my gosh. Um, I have a shirt that says I like his beard. Don't worry, Carrie. We do like beards. All right. No, Drew has a heck of a beard. Yeah. He makes my beard look ridiculous. So. He just cut it in half. I, I kind of begged him to trim it. Yeah. There you go. I don't know that I've seen it yet then. It's it's a lot shorter, but it's still ridiculous. I mean, he got two comments on it yesterday while we're trying to eat, and I'm like, just stop talking to him about it. <laughs> now, but Harry, we, we in your live show, you did say that you were thinking about maybe shaving it for the podcast. So we're fine if you want to. I think we have the clip. If you yeah, want to I'm all I'm all I'm all about stunts, guys. Whatever what if- whatever it takes to bring in the dozens of people who would be interested in that. There might be there might be two dozen people who would who would tune in for that. I think. Um, I feel like not everyone, like maybe everyone hasn't seen that clip. Angie, do you have that? I've never seen it. I want to see. Oh, okay. You were there. So you just oh, watch anything that I do, even if she's in it. <laughs> remember. Yeah, no, my husband's the same way. He mentioned something the other day and I told him about something and he was like, oh, you didn't tell me. I said it was literally in my last video yeah. of all the people on the planet to watch my video. Shouldn't you watch them? <laughs> yeah. I don't watch any of them watch me either. They never do. Oh, yeah. I do want to mention yeah. this, that it's the Let's Do Lunch podcast. It's eight in the morning here in, in Vegas. And if anybody knows me, that might as oh. well be two in the morning because I don't even oh, know where I am right now. I'm so tired. So this is, you're going to get, you're going to get loopy, unfiltered, weird carry today. So I hope everybody. You know, that's the best that. kind. That's yeah. good. That's what I say. All right. So I do have the clip. Let's show the proof here. Oh, I can't hear nothing. No, no audio for me either. I could just, I could just say stuff. And Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to cut my beard, aren't I? What do you think, Don? I have a, I have a fake country accent on my lives. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get it to I like it better this way. <laughs> the voiceover is going to be the worst dub ever. Wait, can you do your country accent again? Hey, y'all. I grew up in the in the country, and I want to tell you how to buy Tupperware lids and mismanage your money. We have a fall festival this weekend, and I was telling Kristen this morning, like, I'm sure the Tupperware rep will be there, like, the Cincy mm-hmm. rep will be there. Yeah, I'm doing my first cool. random pop up. Yeah. Kristen inspired me because that's where, Kristen, that's where you were at this past weekend. I'm selling yeah. at like a vintage market in Nebraska, right? Yep, out in Omaha, uh, just west of Omaha. Heaven, it's it's crazy that it's in the middle of nowhere, but everybody comes from everywhere, and it is just a packed house, and it is so much fun. There's music, and there's food, and it's like a festival with a bunch of like junk. So it's supposed to be like Woodstock inspired, but with 
junk. Awesome well, it's called stock. junk stock. So there junk you go. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good name. Yeah. Do people really have fun. like really fun outfits there? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So they have a, uh, this, this year it was hippie inspired. So if you had a hippie mm. outfit on, they had a contest for you. So everybody walks around in like full on garb and, even if it's not a contest, everybody still has like their best festival outfit on and their great hat and their great flannels. Nice. And stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. I'm so going like, in the, I'm, in, I'm looking at the one in the spring because you really inspired okay. me. And so I'm prepping for it this weekend. My town has like, you basically rent a parking space downtown. Mm. So um, it's tiny and it was like $25. I mean, I would have to give my stuff away to lose, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like no $25 That's a lose. steal, yeah. Yeah, have I you feel guys like ever I set up that. as a pop-up though? Have you guys ever like been vendors doing that? I have never. We had a store. Yeah, we we had <laughs> a physical times. like our store that I had a couple years ago. If you watch some of my older videos, our older yeah. videos, yeah. it was it was really a furniture like antique uh, collectible. It wasn't so much what I do like cards yeah. and toys. It was mm-hmm. uh, Don's painted furniture. It was oh, cool. uh, just Vintage, different decor. decor. Yeah, back in the day when we were going thrifting and going to garage sales, there was never any room for me to get anything because she would get, you know, three oh. different um, dressers, dressers, and then we'd tables. find one on the side of the road, and then we'd have to Rearrange. stick it through the window and pull another one out and leave it for some reason. We did that all the time. I left stuff on the side of the road because I found something better. <laughs> you, like, traded out your trash yep. for what the curb alert was? That's yeah. hilarious. Exactly. That's you guys awesome. should have utilized the drawers and pack all Carrie's junk inside. Oh, we've done that. Literally have done that many times. You're right. That's a great idea, and we've done it. And there, there, there's a big community in Utah where we, we come from of them doing different, you know, antique vintage sales all the time. Yeah. We didn't go that much because we had a store um, and we had a pretty good following. Before we did any social media personally, we had a pretty good following on our store. Like I think we had like yeah, 20, 25,000 followers on our mm-hmm. on our furniture store pay, Facebook yeah. page. And we did wow. free delivery all over Utah, all, all the way, way down, down to Las Vegas. Vegas for free. Anything. If they bought a $5 item. We would deliver it for free. Why? Exact. Good question. It just builds uh, builds uh, your customer. They like that. And then also, we started doing the free delivery because that puts us in areas we normally wouldn't go to. So we'd either be buying something off of Facebook and making it worth our while by picking mm. up while we're dropping off. That way, that way it was a win win. And then also, it's a write off. The miles. The, the oh, stuff that's that true. Brilliant. And then so when we would come down here to Vegas, this is why we delivered in Vegas for free because my dad lives in St. George. And then it was a tax write-off as for a business trip because we were doing business as well. It got it got us into Vegas and we'd hang out here and have some fun, but also do business at the same time. So it, it was a win-win both ways. Yeah, we had people kind of used to waiting a month too. So we would stack up yeah. several orders yep. anywhere well, we went. Like we, we would go, here. yeah, and then in Utah, we would make sure we had like, at times like a van full of stuff before oh, we went, man. you know, 50, 60 miles away. So we, we planned it all. It wasn't just like one item. There was a couple times out of principle though, that we went an hour and a half for one item oh, just yeah. because we wanted to stick to our promise. And they kept buying. Wow. That's awesome. It was fun. Could, like that's almost like an advertising fund at that point. If it's Wait, yeah. And then like with the pop-up shop, shop thing is they always have like these vintage shows was people pay the money to take their stuff there pay for a booth, set it all up. And then, you know, what doesn't sell, they have to bring back. And I said, well, instead of paying for all that and moving it twice or three times, we'll just invest the money in ads on Facebook and deliver it once straight to their house. 
Wow. And so when the, when the, uh, the, uh, coronavirus thing hit, all that stuff hit, boy, we were raking in the dough because we were already oh. set up for people to purchase and stay at their house. So we were, yeah. we were doing really well. Yeah, our it. whole business on uh, physical business revolved around that. Yep. So it, would, it mm-hmm. actually helped in a weird way. How long did you own the store? He had a store before I did uh, in a auction house. And that's where we met was at his auction. And then we, oh. he got rid of the auction part and we just got a, a, a decor shop together with my dad at that time when he still lived up there. And then he retired and moved to St. George. But uh, I had, we had the 1851 until the very end of last year before we decided to move. We opened that in 2015 in February and I opened my store in 2011. So I've been, I've had a store almost the whole time for about 10 years. And this has been like the first year we didn't have kind of some sort of store. I love it. (laughs) Did you run the auctions yourself? Yep. I did it. I I, I figured out something. Oh yeah. I can try some like, Here's the thing with Utah, I learned this really quickly. You don't have to have a Utah auction. You don't have to have an auctioneering license in like 23 different states in the USA. Okay. Utah's one of, I would have got one. I went to school. I got three degrees. I don't mind doing that stuff, but I didn't need to get one. The old the old guys who were running the, the, the show in Utah like did it. not like me because I just said, okay, I'm an auctioneer now. And I don't oh. mind it in front of people and I'm a theater kid. So. Auction something off. Grab that. Oh, yeah. Like, tape. yeah. Anybody want to. So like everybody has that cadence, you know, like anybody, a dollar, a dollar, anybody, a dollar, anybody, two, anybody, two. I can do that. But really what I ended up doing is I would just be like kind of almost making fun of it. He's that's a how jokester. I yeah. Yeah. I, I got to the point at the end where I was holding up stuff and just saying, this is a box of junk, guys. If anybody. Who wants to buy this crap? Yeah, because this I didn't was... know how else to sell it because like people were dropping stuff off. And I was at the end of the time I was an auctioneer. I was a hired gun, meaning like I wasn't prepping the auction. We were like both. I, I did the the money and all the paperwork, and he was the auctioneer. And at the end, we just went and worked for people. We worked for people, they so I didn't us. have anything to do with the intake of stuff or any kind of quality control. So I was getting right. boxes oh, with like garbage. broken stuff in it, and sometimes you could get a bid if you just make fun of the stuff enough. <laughs> Honestly, it works. Anybody want to buy this crap? And then he goes, I wouldn't either. But the I was trying to teach the people not to take that stuff in a nice way by telling them that their stuff was garbage. Yeah. That's gonna, cool. how I'm going to run my next whatnot auction. I'm going to do it. it. I'm gonna a really it's crappy kind of- shirt. It was laying in the floor before I picked it up. <laughs> it seems counterintuitive, but it works. I, it, it works for us. It works for our style. I'm, uh, you know, people kind of know how I am. So it worked for what we were doing. That's hilarious. Can you imagine going to a, an auction like that in Missouri? <laughs> um, they're like so super serious. And you do serious. have to have a license here. And there's three licensed auctioneers at the auction that I go to that you don't make eye contact with them. And they have my number memorized. So if they did think I bid, then they're just going to charge it immediately. <laughs> they try to get me to buy everything because they know that if there's a whole table full of crap and no one wants it, they know that I can't stand to see it go for $2 for an entire <laughs> table of anything. And they're like, oh, come on. You need some more cookbooks. I'm like, no, I don't ever need another cookbook. Guys, I bought 462 one day there. 462 cookbooks. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah, we knew who were there to, to spend money. So we would know who to target when we had certain <laughs> items in our hand. And it usually works. There's a lot of, there's. I love talking about auctions and running auctions and, and theories and, and practices and everything. It's something we were passionate about. We got to the point where we were bringing pizza for free because yeah. we, we knew a big deal at like seven or eight o'clock. Everybody would want to leave early because they were yep. hungry. So we'd bring free food. Wow. When I first did an auction, I didn't have enough space in my store because I had just a couple small rooms. Yeah. 
So uh, me and my mom at that time, we just went to a couple restaurants until somebody would let us do it there for free. And we were like, what about like a Tuesday night when you guys don't have much business? We went to a mom and pop place, not like a Chili's. We went to a mom and pop place. Uh, It was a Bandito's Mexican restaurant. It was the second place me and my mom went to. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'd love to do that. We got a little area for you to set up. I'd have to bring everything in the van the day of the auction. People would drop it off at my store. Then I'd have to bring everything in the van. And then uh, they would they would get 30, 40 people in there eating food. And then we would we'd get the run of the run of the shop, the run of the restaurant, the restaurant at that moment for a couple That's of hours. That's a great idea. A great idea. Crazy good idea. Yeah, they have um, chips and coffee at the auction house. And oh, the ones that my it. dad goes to in the Midwest, they have food trucks that follow them around. So oh. there's like a guy that's got barbecue pork patties and all that's kinds of you know, hot dogs. That's a good idea, too. Yeah. And they've got really good food. So a lot of times, you know, he'll say on a Friday night, Hey, let's go to the auction. I'm like, what do you want to get dad? And he's just a burger. Oh, a burger, <laughs> pork patty. You know, they've got great fries. So, you know, we go there just to go get dinner. <laughs> Maybe some Avon bottles if we're lucky. <laughs> oh, only if you're lucky. Yeah. I think I let some class rings slip through my hands a couple auctions ago. I, I didn't, it was in a case that they didn't have up for preview and guys like, I think there might've been probably some gold in there. I, th- I mean, they were practically giving them away wow. and no one's bidding on them. And I'm just, I try not to think about it, but it was two and a half weeks ago and it keeps coming back into my mind. Oh. Uh, I guess the time to buy it would have been when I saw it, but it's gone, it's gone now. Mm-hmm. You got to act when you can. Yep. Yeah. So what made you guys get out of having a store? What was your, what was the deciding factor to just do everything online? Um, the store, when you have a store, you physically have to be there to run it. And so the problem is, it's like every other reseller, we love the picking part. And every time we'd be like, okay, our, our, when we first started, we were open every day. And then, then it was like, okay, now we're just going to be open a couple of days. And then it was, okay, just Friday and Saturday. And then it's like, okay, it's yard sale season. Now we can't, we don't want to open on Saturday. I mean, it eventually got to where we just put a note on the door that says, by appointment only, contact us <laughs> through. Because neither of us wanted to be the one sitting there mm-hmm. actually sitting at the job. We wanted to be out buying. You, and- have to be, you have to be a shopkeep when you have a store. And mm-hmm. nothing we loathed more than sitting around on a Wednesday when it was slow, doing nothing when we felt like we could be doing a hundred other different things. Thankfully we'd built the shop for years to be mostly online anyway. We're like, we're going to make money on this stuff anyway. We don't necessarily have to be here physically. We always kind of were enamored with the idea of a store, you know, it just was something cool, but it didn't, it wasn't practical by the end, by the time we, the overhead was no need, the overhead compared to, you know, what you could just do online without all of that stuff with all all the bills and all that is way better. Your profits margins way higher. And then we also wanted to move. So we shut that shop down and then started in the process. But people, we had a 3000 square foot shop. And then we also had our house. We had furniture everywhere, decor everywhere. And what no one realizes is we moved down here. We came with one van full of personal and one van full of business. The rest of it, we either sold or gave away yep, because we, gave we so had much we came away. down here with no furniture, wow. no nothing. We just gave everything away. Says we are going to start over because it, it gets eventually. You always think, oh, I need just if I had a little bit more space, I'd be more organized. No, you aren't. You literally <laughs> just buy more crap, and the pile gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Eventually, yeah. we just literally 
had to, we, we, uh, were friends with another, uh, another shop owner. So I was like, you know what, what we don't sell, if you will clean this building out, you can have everything in here for free. And I mean, wow. thousands wow. and thousands of dollars worth of furniture and decor. And he had like electronics stacked, stacks. Of all the VHSs that I never got around to receivers, listing. Receivers, Pioneer, all of it stacked. He had those <laughs> new wave oven things or those oven things that you buy, everyone buys and resells. Or I don't know. I don't, I don't, I stay away from that stuff. But he bought, he had all of these electronics, all of this stuff. We just gave it all away. Boxes That's of DVDs, crazy. boxes of everything. We just gave it all away. It's one thing about being resellers is me and Don have no problem refilling our stock at any time. I don't like, think any reseller. No, I'm saying like, so it, it's actually <laughs> yeah. kind of refreshing to start completely. I mean, I kept my cards listed and, and some of the of easy stuff to transport. <laughs> um, well, most of our, I mean, we have thousands, almost probably a thousand cards at this point on eBay. So, um, wow. so it's something that we've, we've worked on building and everything. And that's easy to that organize. I want to put my store on like 90% off. Yeah. yeah, it's not a bad idea if you want, especially if you have a lot of, or at least your slow moving stuff, the stuff that you yeah. kind of regret yeah. getting, which everybody has. Oh, oh and, yeah. Uh, that's the fun Absolutely. stuff to talk about, too. <laughs> I, sometimes I'll pull stuff, um, you know, that's been sitting in the store for a while or that, like, okay, I already have two entire totes of men's shirts. So let's, you know, knock that down to one tote because I can't buy any more men's shirts right now. Um, so I'll take them to whatnot and do like a whatnot yeah. sale and just have to remember what sold has to come off of eBay before. Yeah. <laughs> before that's I can why whatnot's on. amazing. That's one of the low key best parts about whatnot is the ability to get rid of liquidate your death yeah. pile really is probably yeah. its number one benefit for, for people like us. I mean, there's, there's days when you, it's like any auction. One thing I learned from doing auctions for years and me and Don have learned together is that every time you feel like you understand how an auction works, okay. the next yeah. week you do one, it's completely opposite. Exactly. <laughs> for years, this yeah. has been that way. I'm like, one week we're on top of the world. We're like, we've got this, we can just generate thousands of dollars every week. And the next week people don't show up for no reason or they don't want to spend any money. And then we're like yeah. wondering how we're going to pay our bills or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like every, so like I, I've learned just to go into whatnot, for example, with the idea that I just want to get rid of stuff and whatever it goes mm, for, yeah. it goes for. I'm getting rid of this pile. You're either going to get a great deal and that's awesome. You'll come back or you'll, you'll pay a little bit more. Well, than the best part is you're, we're, at, we're actually still making money though, because most of the stuff that we'd be putting through there anyways, is stuff we already made money off of during the, the bundle deal low. because right. we already sold the good stuff. And now this stuff isn't fast selling on eBay. It's still good stuff, but it isn't fast selling. Maybe it's on eBay for 10 bucks. You want to give me three of it, $3 of it in the, in the auction? Fine. But you've also bought 10 other items. Great. And then I only have to ship that amount to a certain amount of people instead of a single person every day on eBay. I, I love it. I love what not when it comes to liquidating stuff. Well, you I guys are y'all are such good resellers. I can't even imagine how you sit around and figure out who the alpha reseller is between the two of you. <laughs> like you both have such good it's ideas. Gone. It's gone. <laughs> There's no discussion because, like, if I said anything differently, I would hear about it forever. Oh, he so, yeah, it's Wait till we get off air. It's definitely gone. <laughs> uh, she's the best. She's the best. How long have you two been together? Uh, what, 10 uh, years? Yeah, about 10 years. Almost, well, it's been eight. Yeah, it's been almost nine, yeah. technically. In 2014 in February, I think, is when we met. Oh, I was, was, it, I was, see, he knows I don't. Yeah, well, I was, <laughs> I was, you, she was coming to my auction. Yeah. She came to my auction buying stuff. So. And you, you were like, hey. Uh, yeah, I got ripped <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Did you buy a box of crap that he sold you? She bought a lot of crap. That's, she was she was notorious yes, for did, just actually. spending money for no reason. She was, she was great at that. He well, had you out. We found this flat in the alley in the back. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I hear it's time to consider a second wife. Oh yeah. Yeah. Growing. <laughs> I mean, I grew up, um, in, Utah. I grew up in Utah Mormon and yeah, she's, she's more in the, what is it? The polyandry. She wants a second husband. Is what she's <laughs> yeah. it's, it's fine. I have, I don't do yard work. Maybe we can get one that does. We don't, we have a, that gets up in the morning. but yeah, we need an early bird that can do some work around the house. So well, I, I don't recommend plenty of fish. I'm sure there's, <laughs> options, but you know, if you're looking, I'm sure there's, you know, I don't know, match.com or something you might have better luck on. There needs to be a reselling one and somebody needs to invent that or set that up. Yeah, we're going to call it Beards and Babes. Beards and Babes. <laughs> that is perfect. I mean, I feel like we're going to we're gonna go outside of the reselling niche with that name, but still. So, like, that'd be a good one. Maybe a little bit. Um, random, awesome. random thought here, but your your flag back there in the back. And what do you think about the remake that's coming out? The Mighty Ducks remake, aren't they? I, I watched the first episode. Here's the thing with TV shows with me: I can get into them, but then I just don't. I don't watch TV like I used to. Yeah. Even Same. even on my computer when I'm working, I like YouTube. YouTube is my new TV. Yeah. So um, I watched the first episode of the new one. I loved it. All the nostalgia with uh, Emilio Estevez and everybody in it. He's not in it anymore, which kind of oh, ruins it. But, yeah. Um, like I enjoyed it, and I could see my. I just never got into watch. I watched one episode, and I'm like, ah, I don't feel like it. I do that with every show. Um, I'll sometimes I'll binge five or six episodes like you're supposed to on Netflix, and then I don't <laughs> I guess go back to it too. the next day. So I don't know. I <laughs> lost. Totally that. changed how we watch TV now. I mean, I binge everything. The idea mm-hmm. of having to wait a week for a new episode exactly. is exactly ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting for the next episode of 60 Days In so that we can watch um, Prison Prophet, Dante, watch him. But I, it's not out yet, so I feel like I've lost some of it. And I want I'll have to go back a couple episodes so that I can finish binge watching the next two. It's almost, I guess it's there's something to be said to watching it live and discussing each episode with them and stuff. But That's it funny. would be, I would almost be tempted not to watch until it's over and then just binge and it all. And just binge it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Dante, are y'all going to the Prison of Profit convention? I wish. I know Kevin and Dave are. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's on the literal other side of the country from us. Yeah, it is. Don I'm, hates flying. I'm that. Um, I thought about it. Don oh, hates I flying. Know. So we that means we have to do like eight or nine days because Don wants to drive if we do something like that. Oh. Yeah, we would fly. fly. We would fly. I could get her to fly probably. But if we were going to Europe. Yeah, if we're going to Europe, I'll get her to fly. <laughs> I'm scared of flying too, but I've done it many times. But uh, I would, I just do it. But like Don, it's not going to be good because Don's never scared of anything. So if Don's terrified, I'm already a wuss. It would be a mess. We would just, yeah. I've been skydiving. We've got one of those videos. Yeah, she's been skydiving. I've been skydiving. And I, the scariest part of skydiving for me was the plane ride up. I wasn't scared. She really didn't want to be in that plane. I was oh, like, this thing's going to crash before I even had a chance. Thank goodness I got I thought it was when the guy said, open the door and put your foot on that little step. He's like, uh-huh. hey, open the door. I had to open the door and put my foot on the step. So that was to push me out. They'd have to push me out. 
<laughs> we didn't I think they do if you will. Like, yeah. yeah. Yep. My sister is a flight attendant, guys, and I was never afraid of flying, but I get a little nervous sometimes now just having heard her stories. Like, oh, you know, like it'd be like if you're friends with the janitor and you hear about all the broken down stuff in the building, <laughs> you know, like she's a flight attendant and she tells us like why they're delayed and what's broken. And, and then she wants me on this airline all the time. You know, I'm like, um, mm, but if they're, I mean, they're no better or worse than any other one. They have more problems on planes than what you think but you know they handle it and get everybody home safely yeah. the majority of the time the majority of airplane, the time airplane <laughs> tape is amazing air it's very durable and they they take air a lot of stuff up it's true i've i've seen videos on airplane the, the plane i went on when we went skydiving i'm not even kidding but we were getting ready because it was me and another guy and they literally were duct taping the plane they were putting duct tape in certain areas and i'm just like standing there going what yeah. is happening here <laughs> i just yeah. was happy we had a shoot but but did uh you, it was did scary. you go do it in moab is that where you jumped um, out it of? was the one uh in like lehigh right uh past lehigh like uh, saratoga springs someplace down there and so kind of so close but not quite yeah yeah, the one oh. in Moab was also held to together with duct tape. And See, and Moab would be part beautiful. of the charm. A lot of those places, <laughs> yeah. They're not spending the money on the planes. They're spending the money, hopefully, on the shoots, I'm, I'm hoping. As long as your shoot doesn't have tape on it. Like, that would be... <laughs> yeah. I didn't look up. Well, I'd no have one's to be knocked unconscious doing... days before for me to do that. There's no way. I will never... It's hard enough for me to just... I'm on. A, we're in an apartment on the second story. That's high enough. I'm already uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah called me um like a month ago and said hey you remember this kid from high school and i was like yeah kind of and uh she's like yeah he was vacationing in florida went on sky drive diving and his chute didn't open and oh he died <gasps> yeah wow just oh. never opened at all i'm like oh, okay new so i ever wanted to skydive it will never happen now yeah. <laughs> well, when I, meant, they, I seen i seen uh they had somebody there rolling up people's shoots and restuffing them after they dropped. I told myself, I'm not getting any, because you have to go where you have somebody strapped to your back if you're not a professional. But yeah. Um, yeah. I would not go with anybody who didn't roll their own shoot. Because if they're rolling their own, then you know they know what they're doing because they're expected, they, you know what I mean? If somebody they else is doing it, there's always that chance of failure. So I, I would just like, nope, whoever rolls their own shoot, that's who I'm going with. I'd want somebody like Kevin, you know, meticulous, <laughs> oh, annoying, Tupperware. bossy, arrogant. That's what I would want. I would want a Kevin, not a Dave. Dave would, well, he's, yeah, Dave's I like I wouldn't me. jump he's, with a shoot that Dave rolled up. There's not a Yeah, Dave. no, Dave is like, he's like me. <laughs> no. He's he's always worried. He's got his, he's always worried about his health and stuff. We would be just both too paranoid. Oh, and we would just you have stomach up. issues like mid roll or something and just like shove it in. And you have yeah. like a DVD stuffed no. in there for some reason. <laughs> just like not right. even paying attention. You guys recently um, went to a place that unlocks two fears at once. You got to go to the arch, which is claustrophobia and heights. If you no. ride at the top, did you ride in the tram all the way? You wouldn't the top? go. That was built I in the 60s. I don't trust that thing. No way. No way. I was scared walking by it. What's the fear when you look up at high stuff? It's like vertigo-ish or something. I forget. There's a word for it, actually. But when you're uh, right at the bottom of the arch and you look up, it's, like that. it's insane. <laughs> I would have done yeah. it. He didn't want to. 
Honestly, if Don really, really wanted to do it, I might have done it. No, he wouldn't have. Probably not, but still. (laughs) The the tram is tiny, and you're basically touching knees with the people across from you. They fit, like, six people in that thing. It's the size of a love seat, and then it's a long ride to the top. And then once you get to the top, like, you can see the stadium and everything. It's it's gorgeous. But, man, it's like it literally is two fears at once. And then you're like, oh, great, now I have to go back down in this tram. Yeah. And if you're there on a windy day and you can feel it swaying oh no no. oh man and then i remember when i was when i was 20 i went to the empire or no 18 i went to the empire state building and it took all my guts at that age to 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 go up to the top and when we got there it was there was fog everywhere so you couldn't see down but the building was moving and that was very Mm off-putting i didn't i mean that's obvious now being older that that's how wind and aerodynamics works or whatever but at the time i was like is this normal? This doesn't seem safe. Can we get somebody to look at the structure real quick? Because I'd like to get off. <laughs> uh, we took out the the, um, the Sears Tower in Chicago where they have that yeah. glass that you can stand out the on. Sky deck, yeah. 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 Did you see it where it cracked that time where that kid was on it? It's like no. double pain though. No. Oh, can you imagine? Have you been? I've been to the to the yeah. Sears Tower sky deck. Yeah. It was, it was pretty yeah. cool. It was, it's weird though. And it's, it doesn't feel as awkward as you might think probably because it's the, like the boxes aren't as deep as you think either. So it's not like you're really hovering. You almost feel like you're just looking out of a window down at everything. I, I felt that way anyway. Well, you guys are close to Vegas and where they have that, um, that thing that you can walk out on this glass at the, what is that oh. thing called? The, you know, the Grand Canyon, the Grand Canyon, and you can oh, walk yeah, out yeah. of the top of the road. Yeah, I want to do that so bad. No way. But no. No. Uh-uh. No, you wouldn't no, go with just, me? I, I mean, don't I know get, if I could do that. I get them. it. I get why you would want to do it. But yeah, that's a strong, firm no for me. I'd rather just I just look. I, I mean, I could, I, I could look at it in a picture. I, I get it's a deep canyon. <laughs> I, 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 we've been there. It was, it was cool. We, we like Grand Canyon. Yeah. But I don't think I would do I mean, I guess I could. That'd be one I can convince myself to do, I think. I think. All right. I'll be there next week. We'll come. We'll go do it. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. You know what I had on the glass? Yeah. I'll just have to do my final YouTube video before that. (laughs) I'll make sure that it's edited well and and released. Signing off. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of sick people are that, like, I think it's in China or something like that, where they have the glass things, and they put it so that it looks like it's breaking so people like yeah. freak out and jump to the sides. I'm like, oh, no, that's yeah, not that's, funny. That's no, that is that's that's not funny. <laughs> yeah, terrifying. when we went to the Grand Canyon, there was like a disturbing amount of people, kind of mm-hmm. like just precariously perched on the edge of the canyon or holding onto a rock as if tragedy never strikes. You know, I'm on vacation, so nothing bad could ever happen. I'm just like, what are they doing with their lives? I mean, they're hanging over the canyon. Like, you don't get a second chance to fall into the Grand Canyon. No. And those people say that the, the, what are those people called? Man, I'm having a hard time today. The rangers, the rangers said that there's like 12 people a year that fall off that thing. That's a yeah, that's a lot of people. So you're, sta- I mean, I was walking and I wanted to walk the length of it. And there would be a bunch of people that were, you know, with their selfie sticks, leaning their back, taking pictures in little kitten heels. And I think, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, a little bit of afraid of heights. But when I would walk past these people, your knees would get weak and you'd like hit the ground thinking you're gonna fall because you're leaning back in high heels, holding on to your bag, taking a photo. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like 
I'm sorry? It seems like an Alfred Hitchcock movie, like how she fell. Yeah. <laughs> I think people think everywhere is like Disneyland and not um, some places aren't Disneyland. They're actually like, you got to have some respect for, mm-hmm. not that it's particularly dangerous, but if you're doing stuff that puts you in harm's way, you should have respect for it. But yeah, I'm waiting for somebody to do their, you know, their mail day photo from the Grand Canyon, just like hanging over with a couple packages. on. <laughs> we used to, we used to do stuff like that to sell our stuff. We would take our furniture and we would go out into oh, the man. woods or we would go out to a famous little location oh, yeah. in Utah Wait, and we would I'm... set, we would bring everything out of the van real quick, take a photo and put it all back in the van. So people mm-hmm. like we are free delivering what we're delivering that day. I literally set it all up in some random spot in some town somewhere, take a picture next to like a landmark and say, this is what we're delivering for free. Blah, blah, blah. It worked. People yeah. were you know, I have been like wondering that. how to photograph some items like for a particular purpose and you guys just gave me so many ideas because we have a gorgeous historical downtown and they're vintage items and then I live in the woods and why have I never thought about because I'm like which wall in my house am I going to put this picture on right no it's a good idea just you could literally yeah you could put a picture up like lean it up you lean it up against a tree you could do all sorts of crazy stuff with that kind of stuff I think I still have some of the pictures on my Instagram of my furniture on those little what are those little circle things on the top where it shows you like your or mm. what is it? Your stories? Yeah, no, not stories. The little the highlights. The highlights, yeah. Yeah. And there it still has like pictures of my furniture where I just like next to the railroad tracks in the middle of nowhere. That's I awesome. just pull it out and set it up like as if I was decorating a house. <laughs> when I was take delivering a picture and put it back in the when van. I was delivering for a while, she would be like, Have you taken the picture yet? I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> do I need to do that? She's like, pull over. So I'd pull over on like a dirt road. Next to some cows. I'm like, I gotta pull everything out that we have yep, to deliver. Everything. I'm like, it would take like a half an hour because you wanted that picture yeah. so bad. I drove a chair all the way to the flat irons so that I could get a picture of this awesome chair in front of flat irons. <laughs> you know, that's it. There you go. Load it back in the car. And type of cow. <laughs> Uh, a flat iron. Oh, uh, they're the mountains that are in Boulder. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I wasn't going to say anything. I'm like, feeling like, flat iron. I know it's from here. Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm sorry. Like, what are you, what I just is, assumed everybody knew what they were because they were, right, you know, they're by me. So <laughs> read my mind. Sorry. You also have tarantulas <laughs> running around and stuff. So I don't understand the West Coast people. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. guys are a different wild. It's still the Wild West until you get to California. And then there's it's nothing. That's, and that's we're used to, so land. That was the thing about being on the East Coast is like, we'd be like, we, we, we didn't understand how close stuff was or we thought it was even closer because we thought everything yeah. was so close. We'd be like, I was at like uh, Kevin's and he's in Virginia. And I'm like, how close to New York? I thought it was like two hours. And he's like, no, nah, it's like nine hours. I'm like, well, we could do yeah. that. Nine hours isn't that much on the West Coast. Yeah. We could do that in a day. You know, going from northern Utah down to Vegas and a little farther, or California or whatever. So, uh, yeah, we I like that about the East Coast. You can go everywhere and see everything, you know, within, within a, a day, amount, it yeah. feels like, or maybe a day and a half. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, it can take us three days to get to, like, Seattle, maybe two days to get to Seattle or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. Well, speaking of Dave and Kevin... I thought it would be fun to ask you guys. Now, Carrie, we want you to answer first, and then we'll hear the real answer from Don. (laughs) So I'm going to ask who is, you know, something, and then you tell me, of the three of you, which one it is. Okay. okay, So of the trash to cash boys, who is the smartest? Oh, me. Yes. (laughs) Humbly. Humbly. I said that with humility. Honestly, it's probably, gosh... Ooh, uh, that's gosh, a hard one. Maybe Kevin. 
you got you a think pretty on? good memory. Are you speaking so. like wisdom and age? Like he's yeah, it's an age about. thing. It's just you know, it's kind of, it's kind <laughs> of like one of those Twilight is. vampires that's been around forever. He's learning a lot, and he keep, he keeps it. He was a teacher forever, not a good teacher. He doesn't talk enough about how bad of a teacher he was. By the way, he was a teacher <laughs> technically. I mean, I but think he anybody that that's been a teacher and has been in that foxhole is a good teacher, and especially like Angie's daughter is doing teaching right now, and it's. It's hard to be a teacher right now. No, it is. He just, he just, yeah, he just wasn't good at it. He worked hard. (laughs) He looks pretty good for 62. I'm hoping he watches. He's not going to watch this far into the podcast. He's he's too busy sleeping and feeding chickens or whatever. So Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Which one of you is the best picker? Ooh. Kevin. Kevin. Okay. Who's the funniest? Ooh. Dave's underrated. Actually, Kevin's underrated how funny he is if he lets himself be funny. But I yeah. pride myself in being funny. I'll say myself. Is that is that bad? But Dave's no, pretty. I Dave, agree. Dave is like Dave's better with conventional jokes. Like he'll set stuff up. I just like riffing off people. Yeah. So yeah, um, Dave's better with conventional jokes. And then Kevin will occasionally let himself go and forget he's on camera and and be his true self instead of it, his he's facade. He's so much fun when and, he's. <laughs> He's Kevin's a blast, self. honestly. No, Kevin's his real self all the time. <laughs> okay, who's the tallest? I am. Carrie. And I'm Are not you? that tall. I'm only like five, nine and a half. I know. Or five, ten I, if I feel good. You know? It heals. I, I was surprised when <laughs> I met everyone at FlipCon that um, Rachel was taller than all of you. I felt like oh. I, in every picture. Okay, next reseller meetup, I'm standing up. I'm just going to stand straight up because in every yep. picture, I felt like I was hunkered over because I had wore my heels and I was trying not to make all these guys feel short. And you know what? Oh next my year, God. Next year, I'm just going to stand up. Yep. I was in macro because I'm taller than all of you. <laughs> I was so disappointed because I wanted to be a basketball player when I was a kid so bad. I'm serious. So bad. And my brother's six four. My other brother's six one, six foot. My dad's six or six one. And I was the shortest. I was the runt. And I remember like when I was 14, 15 reading on how I had that perfect dark darkness in my room so I would grow and I got screwed. Aww, I got screwed. Perfect <laughs> I mean, darkness? What kind of lame science is that? I don't know. It was it was the nineties. They didn't know anything it was like about Batman. that. Batman. <laughs> it, it was the 90s. It was junk science, but is, which of you is the most organized? Oh. Kevin. 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 Okay. Uh, Kevin's meticulous to an annoying extent. Uh, yeah. All right. Here's a hard one. Who would you want to be stranded on on a de- deserted island with? Uh, that's a good one. There's there's pros and cons to both of them. Um, I would. If we want to get, yeah, I guess if I want to survive, Kevin. But it would be more fun with Dave, and we could just die in a couple of days. So I'd say Dave, and we just because we're gonna be stranded, might as well just end it quickly. You know, in a positive way. That sounded very negative, but yes, it did. <laughs> Me and Dave would have fun for a couple of days goofing off and then we would just like forget we had to get food and we'd be done. But <laughs> that makes you sense. don't have to to like you just, you only have to outlive him. Oh, that's true. It's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> now we're going to the ugly place there. If you're no. desperate. I'm just That's true. No, <laughs> I'm, right, pretty move sure. on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would win that fight, honestly. Yeah. 
he's a short little wee man. So I think <laughs> we're I seeing a whole new side of Rachel, by the way. Last she last week we had to hear about Rachel killing raccoons. I was so crabby <laughs> last week, you guys. Oh, I, I, I know it's like half Dave. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I love the podcast this week. And I was like, I was such a crab apple. I was just tired. I was really tired. <laughs> well, I think people love the authentic uh, podcast. So the more, yeah. the more you are yourself in that moment, the better that's, I mean, like we always think about that all the time. Like we kind of make ourselves caricatures, the three of yeah. us, because people yeah. assume we're certain ways. So like, I'll lean into the fact that I do, you know, I, I, I am the late, the night owl and I'm, a, I'm probably lazy a little bit and I'm, I'm funny or whatever I am. And then, you know, Kevin isn't that old. He, he looks younger than us, honestly, but we, it's just too fun to make fun of him about it. So exactly. we just lean into everything that we would, basically talk about if it was just us and it's worked thankfully so it, oh, it's amazing we're we hope to one day be where you guys are with it and your channels for that matter so you guys will be you guys will be oh thanks okay who's the ugliest really this question's for dawn oh oh man that's so what not to say yep <laughs> who said said who's, least who's the least beautiful the least attractive out of the three. <laughs> I don't know if I can say. You can't. You can't. Can. <laughs> that's the safe. That's the safe answer. Then you offend can. nobody. Yeah. Right? yeah, I'm gonna. I guess I. I don't know. I don't want to say. <laughs> it's, it's, Kevin. It's, Kevin. <laughs> it's like trying to pick a queen out of the Victoria's Secret models. They're all beautiful. Okay, exactly. it's really hard to choose one. There you go. There's the most PC answer I've ever heard. There you go. Who's the most <laughs> underrated? Who's underrated? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. What do you think, Don? Out of you three? Yeah. Mm, I'd probably say, well, not Kevin. Probably either you. He's or Dave. overrated. You or Dave? Yeah, Kevin's overrated a little bit. Let's get into that. I don't know how he made it with the folksy, whimsical, magical, you know, fake <laughs> accent. He never. I mean, I don't find anything, but I lean into that. Kevin's always trying to act like he's an expert. He isn't in anything. <laughs> Kevin's overrated, but yeah, I'd say honestly, out of the three of us, maybe Dave. Dave's a really good picker. He's just so. ADD and he has so much stuff going on that he can't focus. Yeah. Yeah. In general, but he also can't focus on his business as much as Kevin or me because he has a full-time job yeah. Yeah. that he has to, you know, phone in every day. Let's be honest, he's not really working that hard there, but still <laughs> <laughs> he still got to do that. So, and he's got a family. We don't have I don't have any we don't have any little kids around. They do. Does so. his other job know that he has this job? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. They watch him. Yeah, I think oh, some of them awesome. do. No, he's okay. Dave's good at his job. Honestly, he's very good. That, at his yeah, job. that's that's why it's hard for him to quit is because he's needed there and yeah, he gets yeah. paid really well for what his knowledge and everything. So, I mean, if he quit, it'd probably be because he really, really wanted to, not for any other reason. It was easy for me to go full time after college because I hadn't established myself with a normal job yet. I was just working whatever random job I could during college, you know, in and well, out you or whatever. For a little bit. I did. I taught. I taught Spanish at Challenger. I was one of their highest paid teachers when I was in college. They they used to always tell me like you're the second highest paid teacher here, and I'm like, I but I don't work that many hours because I'm in college all the you know I'm in classes all the time. But uh, yeah, I was going to be a teacher. That's what initially I was going to be. I was going to wanted to be a professor of history. Looking at what that's done to Kevin, are you glad you didn't pursue it? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad. Yeah, I don't want to be a teacher. I do love learning though. So I do plan on going back. That's one of my goals in my 40s. So I'm almost 40. And when I get to be 40, I think I want to go to UNOV here 
And uh, I want to go back and get my uh, master's and my PhD in history just for fun. Oh. I don't want to go to, I don't want to do anything with it other than learn. I don't know. I think it'd be fun. Just yeah, some awesome. like weird project, side project to do. I mean, why I not? Like, like this year, exactly. we'll be PhD. Why not? It'd be fun. <laughs> just on the doctorate. Just so yeah. people would have to call me doctor legally. That's what <laughs> oh. I want. I would they to call start. you Dr. Arbitrage? Or? Yeah, no, it would be Dr. Arbitrage. Yes, thank you. You'll have to get new branding for that, though. <laughs> no, I will. I'll, at that point, I will be Dr. Arbitrage. I'll have my plushes or whatever. Whatever well, I'll you have. You would only wear a lab coat anytime that you were in public. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> you would only wear that, a lab coat. That thing on your forehead, too, you walk around. That yeah, would make for some great TikToks. I'd have oh, one of those things you check people's knees with. It's not the right kind of doctor, but still. I'll be a little confused on what it means to be a doctor you'll put a stethoscope up to it and say let's check the comps <laughs> can't believe that's not been done yet i mean there's the auction professor the professor angle is done but not right. the doctor angle i mean there's dr Lori who like talks mm -hmm. about prices so she's yeah. like a doctor she's kind of like antiques roadshow style but yells at you at the same time exactly <laughs> you're stupid how dare you touch this without gloves how much on? do you think those antique roadshow people are just winging it they're just like making up numbers. Yeah, I think it's a it's lot. irrelevant. I think that you know, who cares? And they just make stuff up. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> like this. Or they're uh, this, for YouTube. Let's see what Kevin Mutant Ninja for. Turtle That's is from the Art Nouveau movement. And it was <laughs> built by Picasso. You're like you're making stuff up. That's not true. It's worth ten bucks if you're lucky. There's your answer. Go. There's no show in that, so they have to spruce it up. I wonder how many things that they're like. Ah, that's junk. It's actually worth something. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I get really irritated when people post like uh, bolos online and the, like the most recent one I keep seeing people posting. Sorry if you're watching this and you posted, but the, the Cactus Planet adult Happy Meal toys from McDonald's. I'm like, no. And so I screenshotted like eight pages of them selling for $4.99 plus shipping. And the Happy Meal is $11. I'm like, if you, $11? yeah, I'm like, if you tell one more person to go get these Happy Meal toys, there's 600 of them listed under like $5 right now. They might sell for 10 bucks. You know, like it's just crazy. And some of the things, like the Lady Gaga Oreos, I fell into that trap. Okay. Thankfully we like Oreos at our house. So it was <laughs> <laughs> but I bought like seven packs of them, right? And then my dad comes to visit me. And this was when they were just getting into reselling. And he's like, oh, you actually have cookies in your house because we don't do a lot of sugar. And I said, yeah. he's like mid eating these. And I, I, I said, uh, yeah, I actually sourced those. And he was like, you got these at Goodwill? I got them from Walmart. I just bought them from my store. Like I bought Pringles once when it was like the Rick and Morty Pringles. My son ate all those. Like that crap doesn't sell on eBay. Stop telling people. And the same people that I tell you like this sells on eBay are the ones that are like, don't buy Black Diamond and Beanie Babies. Don't buy these foods either. They don't really sell. I bought Ho-Ho's. When they went out of business, and I oh, sold yeah. a, ton of, a ton of them on eBay for decent money. Nice. Here's the thing about that: when it's that obvious, you're, you and we did. We bought some we of those. We sold ours yesterday. last night. We sold ours last night, but the we probably, I knew that you couldn't make much money on them, and it was more just to do it because mm -hmm. we like wanted to be in on it. And we sold two of them for twenty bucks, and yeah. that might have partially been because of my social media. To be honest, I don't yeah. know. And so you bundled them together. That was good. I bundled, yeah. bundled I noticed that not very many people were doing lots because they were hard to find or even just like two or three. They were trying to sell each one individual. We got it for uh, 
you know, I, I started craving McDonald's when I heard about that and I don't like McDonald's and I ate uh, it. It was yeah, disgusting. I'm like, I don't think I'm going back no anytime soon. That well, our good. goal is, it's like when we went to the hockey game the other night, we always do this is we want to be able, if we go to a place to have fun, we want to see how we can make money while doing mm -hmm. it or pay, at least like pay that. for our tickets. So we paid for most of our meal, not all of it, because it is eleven ninety nine. but we paid for like, you know, 70%, 75% of our meal. And when we go to sports events, we like to go when they do free giveaways because then we take those, we literally will sell them while we're sitting at the, at the sports event. You just take we do that photo. every time we make it a challenge for ourselves. That's cool. It's fun. That's what a, cool. what a fun day. And I think it makes sense yeah. if you were going to buy it anyway. That's, that's what I posted on my Instagram. I was like, unless you really want the 10 piece nugget or you got a plug at McDonald's, it's going to leave a case at the back door. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. That's stealing. But you know, if you were going to buy it anyway, it makes total sense. The idea okay. that you could get, 50, 60, $100 for him was absurd. Oh, yeah. Maybe if you got it the night before, because I know how that is with cards. Like, if you get it right, the initial start, there's going to be somebody who vastly overpays when it's not available. But they're in every city um, almost in America yeah. right now. So there's no, you just would go get a meal if you really wanted one that bad. They are cute, though. They are cool. I like them as well. The Grimace. I got the Grimace. The Grimace is I was so excited. Cute. Grimace Why is nice. they have multiple eyes? That's the cactus plant. No thing. idea. That's their logo. Yeah, it's a it's a collab with Cactus Planet, and so that's like oh, like their style and their okay. vibe. That's why they're like it's not really necessarily like a kid's toy. There's a lot of adult collectible toys that you might not really consider. Like, um, who is it that put out the the bear bricks, the brick bears? Like those have such an incredible following. Like I watched a guy auction them off between fifty are. and ninety dollars a piece, blind bags. Like every single one of them, and it's like the current collection, and he was selling them on whatnot for fifty to ninety dollars a piece. I was like, "What are they? they it's it's a collab or it's a cause. Like you know what cause dolls dolls Those are? Those are the ones with like the Mickey kind of ears and yeah, like, it's, it's on the eyes. So they have bears, and they're called brick bears. I, ho I hope I'm saying that right because I said yeah, you are. I mentioned something to my son about it because he's like, you know, I won't say he's a hype beast because he he's almost the anti hype beast. He's a sneakerhead, but he doesn't like. Like he doesn't want a pair of Travis Scott's, you know, he's like, I don't know. He's trying to be, but I mentioned him to him and he was like, yeah, mom, you haven't heard about those. I was like, it looks like some weird, like Lego knockoff or something. Cause they've got yeah. the little hands like this and uh, they're oh, weird, okay. but and it's like tiny. an adult collectible. Like yeah. This, yeah. They're like mini figs. Yeah. That's crazy. I was watching yeah, whatnot. People were selling them for less. Um, but still, I mean, I was like, what is this? Or else I would have never heard of it. I happened to be on a whatnot the other day. Knowledge is power, though, in anything in life. Like, there's a, you know, I do a lot of sports cards, and I'm not sure if they're as hot as they were a year or so ago, but there's a, a thing called MetaZoo, which is kind of like Pokemon. Yeah. And they're like yeah. different mythical beasts or whatever. And I, 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 yeah, they were blowing up for a while. Everybody was selling the heck out of them. And now mm -hmm. I, I think they still are super, super popular. So if you, if you want to learn stuff, that's one of my favorite things about reselling. Whatever you're interested, I'm oh, serious. Yeah. Whatever, if you like, like horseshoeing, if you like to put shoes on horses, there's equipment, there's antique horseshoes, there's I don't know, like horse statues, whatever. I mean, there's things you can get into, niches you can get into with any interest in the world, um, and that's what I love about it. That's one of you're my you're so right. Yeah, and then sometimes we fall into like picking up what everyone else is picking up. Like you said earlier, finally sold all the receivers and the VCRs that I never tested. Like I was forced to buy some um, combo players at the auction because I had to buy the whole table. And I took like the, the ones that sell for 20 and $30. I don't know. Maybe it was stupid, you guys, but I, they were going to sit here forever. 
so that I could eventually get $20 and then minus fees. Like I just took them straight to the thrift store. And like, yeah. I, I know Brett commented on my video and he's like, why did you take these? You know, that's money. And I was like, I just wasn't interested in it. I want to make room for like really cool vintage or Louis Vuitton or like yeah. designer stuff. Exactly. Like that's, that's what I'm excited about. What's y'all's niche that just like, it really excites you. Well, you've been getting into just in a, like this changes all the time. I mean, I'm pretty well known. I love cards and mm -hmm. I will sell cards down to dollar cards because oh, yeah. I can get big boxes of thousands of cards for nothing. And then I can make a, you know, and I got this new software that'll list them quick. So I'm, I'm excited nerd nerding out about that, but you got into those. Um, actually I found them, those, uh, Betsy Clark. Um, what are they? They're, They're Hallmark, greeting cards, Hallmark cards. Oh, oh. Uh, we were, We've been killing it on those. Oh yeah, what? we paid $4.99 $4 for a bag. He found them at the thrift store in where? Maryland? In Maryland, a bag of 80 like retro, they were actually not as old as we thought. They were retro 70s styles. They had kind of like the Holly Hobby style. Betsy Clark um, is their name. Betsy Clark. Yeah. We've made over $300 just off of. In the last two days, they've been selling, people are buying them like hotcakes. Oh, I, mean, I love it. They were that popular, I thought, We'd get 30, 40 bucks on it. That's what I, I even said in my video. Stack the list. Is so the biggest the keyword list. there just her name or are there additional I think keywords? It is. It's Betsy Clark. Wow. Hmm. She's the one that made all of those like 70s plaques you see with the little girls or and little boys, like, and then she had like them on the little uh ceramic thing. She she made a whole bunch of stuff. If you go in and you just Google it or look it up on eBay and you'll see it. You'll know what I'm talking about because you'll, you've seen it on everything in the seventies. That's what I love about this business though. There's constant learning. That's why I liked school. And I, I think I got three degrees. Yeah. I didn't want to leave school and be an adult. I just wanted to stay in college <laughs> because there's just constantly stuff to learn. Whatever oh, yeah. you want to get into. If you like, like that, you can get more in like Don's looking at different kind of cards now, not necessarily Hallmark, just checking everything out. Yeah. Yeah. And like with sports cards, people think it's very generic. You can get so into it that you're selling um professional bull riding cards like I yep. do. I don't know why I'm doing that. That's weird, but I do it. <laughs> it works. And people buy it. Um yeah. so it's just it's fun. That's what I like about it. If you wanna you can get as into weird and strange niches as you want. Well if you're also and he called sure Kevin the smart one. You're not gonna ship or you're not gonna list it. That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. You buy all this stuff, and if you're like, if you, you're always looking for the next thing that gives you that high, the the, the rush when you buy it. And when you get home, you throw it in a pile, and then you're, you're off to the next one, and then you've lost interest in it. And if it's something you really weren't interested in the first place, and maybe you just threw it in in a bundle deal, it's just going to sit there forever, right. and then it never gets. That's listed. the truth of like the VHS, you know, combo yeah. players, like with, with you and with us is. I got a lot, a lot of them. I, I muscled out a few of them because yeah. I was trying to be disciplined. And then the rest, I just let sit because there was other stuff you uh, that I liked more. And I just never got mm -hmm. around to it to the point where I kind of hated them because I'm like, why are those are just sitting there looking at me. I know they it's take money. Up room. I don't even care what they're worth. I just don't want to see them anymore. I'm not interested <laughs> in testing them. I don't, I don't have a weird fascination, fascination with VHSs like Kevin, which is weird. <laughs> um, so I just got rid of them. Yeah, I feel like. If I'm going to sell stuff that I'm not interested in, I could work for someone else. That's yeah, the exactly. reason why I'm doing exactly. this is so that it, like it's stuff that ignites me. Like I'm excited about it every day. Yeah. And not only do you have to research them and everything, then the shipping is a pain. Yeah. On them. Yeah. So no matter, the oh, whole yeah. process with stuff like that is just ugh. sounds like work. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we're avoiding. You know, we're doing stuff. Yeah, that I've been retired that we like. so much since I was. 27 well I actually never had a real you know just a bunch of i worked at every fast food place imaginable 
and was fired for most of them. <laughs> Apparently, you have to be on time and, and work hard, but um, <laughs> I did. I worked okay, but I was never on time anywhere. Um, <laughs> but uh, you were on yeah, no, time I, here. Yeah, I was. I was. I was surprised. Yeah, I took myself. some work. Dawn was stressing out too. She's like, "We gotta go. Get like, just relax. We're fine. Every, everything's wavy gravy, man. Don't worry about it. We're gonna be fine." Wavy gravy. <laughs> it doesn't sound good at all. No. no. <laughs> this is a lunchtime podcast. Let's not talk about that. I'm sorry, my, my parents. My parents were 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 in their twenties in the nineteen sixties. So you know, they said wavy gravy, man, and all that stuff. So. I mean, it's better than my pink eye conversation during the lunchtime podcast That's last true. week. So you're still doing better than me. I was talking to my son. So, and he's, he's fine guys. I got a lot of questions this week about how he was doing yeah. and he's fine. And I think it was actually allergic reaction. Cause the oh. next day he was fine. And I was like, praise oh, God. Good. Or God just worked a miracle over him or something. Cause the next day he went back to school with his oh, eyes. Good. open. So I've like started TikTok, and I have like, 10 whole videos up there and you guys are the ones who like got me like yes i should at least try it and mm -hmm. so how in the heck did y'all get started doing tiktok and you've obviously mastered it both of you i mean yeah. what advice do you have for us i mean you're killing it well gary v was is still yelling at everybody to do tiktok yeah. but he was he was uh Back in 2019, he was talking about TikTok all the time. And yeah. like most reselling guys, I was into Gary Vee a lot at the time. So I love Gary um, I, Yeah, I love him too. He Overall, I think he has a lot of good advice. So I finally started, I wanted to do, so I did YouTube back in the day a little bit, like 2012, 2013, and I quit. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was 2019 and I wanted to start finally doing social media again. I started everything at the same time, YouTube, yeah. Instagram, and TikTok, but uh, TikTok's uh, kind of like a drug a little bit. By like the fifth video, I got lucky on some weird video that uh, was music. I wasn't talking and it just kind of, it was about a, a cruise ship collectible that we found in St. George yeah, yeah. Uh, that yeah. sold for like 50, 60, 100 bucks. I don't remember what. And it went to, it kept going up. I thought it was glitching. I thought TikTok was glitching out because at that time it was mostly dancing or comedy. It wasn't like yeah. much reselling on there. There's maybe six of us that did it. And it just kept going up and it went to like over a hundred thousand. And once you kind of get that, you're like, oh my wow. gosh. I yeah. remember at that time, you know, we were in between buildings and we're it was kind of tough. And I had to actually go get a job, um, you know, to do my passion, which was resale. I went to go get a job. I didn't want to go get a real, like I could get a professional job with my degrees, but I just went and got a job to get through. And I remember being at that place looking and thinking, oh man, in a couple months, I might be able to get to 3,000, you know, followers. That's amazing. And then every couple of weeks, it kept being like, oh, maybe I can get to 30,000 by the end of the year. And then it kept going. There was yeah. one month we, I went up like 100,000 followers on TikTok. It was insane. Wow. Um, oh my gosh. And then I just, the key was with anything, like the podcast or with social media, the key is being consistent. Like yep. I did not miss, I, I do sometimes now, but I didn't miss a day for a year and a half of posting. <gasps> Um, on TikTok. Wow. And I'm kind of trying to apply that to YouTube now. I haven't missed a day posting a full length YouTube video for since the, the picking across America. So yep. it's been like two months now. Yeah. Um, I've got myself in that habit and it's kind of clicked in and I'm done because I was so inconsistent with YouTube for so long. Mm -hmm. I kind of tricked myself into doing it consistently. And, and the cool thing about doing anything consistently is you learn how to do it. 
Yeah. Because you're just constantly throwing stuff at the wall to see what works. I remember yeah. thinking vividly at the start, like, I need to start talking. People need to know who I am. I can't just do music videos or whatever. People actually need to know who Carrie is. And then, you know, I, I watched all these videos on how you have to have movement and, and, you know, it's changing now. You can do longer stuff and not have movement. But back then it was very much about getting somebody attention the whole for 15 time. seconds and then leaving. Yes. And then, you know, Dawn was a natural at it. She got the hang of it right away. It's There's kind of a formula to it. Um, and um, it's fun. I love TikTok, but it's not even remotely my favorite platform anymore. I love uh, YouTube and Instagram more than TikTok, honestly. Really? Mm-hmm. It's um, TikTok kind of TikTok doesn't pay you much. Number one, uh, yeah. TikTok, yeah. other than brand the deals, which pain. are yeah, brand deals are cool when they happen, but they're very inconsistent. Yeah. Um, TikTok mm-hmm. pays you the least by a bunch. Like I make more on Facebook on three or four thousand view videos than I do on a forty, fifty thousand view TikTok. Yep. So, um, huh. yeah, it, it's it's interesting. I love all that that back end, the 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 monetary, the monetization of all the things. We're monetized on pretty much everything we're yeah. on at this point. I'm trying to get monetized on Pinterest, which is possible, <laughs> and Snapchat. Pinterest. I'm working on that. No, seriously, you can get monetized. I know, on I know. I told on you, Pinterest. Get money on it. I didn't. I had no idea you could be monetized on. No Pinterest. idea. Why not? I mean, they do have a lot of ads. They do. Yeah. They I mean, do. like, why, why not? Why not go for it? That just makes you know that allows me to focus even more on cards that are worth a dollar because I'm doing okay with other stuff. <laughs> well, the best part is, is when you make these short form videos like uh, that he was doing on TikTok, and now it's going to explode on YouTube. Everyone oh, should be get getting ready for that. But you make one video and you can post it on all of those platforms. All of them. So you don't have to, because who was it? Flipping Hippos I was saying she was, she quit posting because it took forever to do a YouTube video. She had to do her hair. She had to do this. She had to do that. And then, and then, then yeah. do all this stuff. And I'm like, when she was talking to Carrie, it's like, you can make a 15 second video. You don't even have to show your face. You can just show yourself holding a jar at the thrift store. And then you're going to you have the robot. Yeah. Talk and you just can have music. post that on all of your platforms and you're going to make money off of and it. And that's, that's TikTok, Instagram reels, Facebook reels, YouTube shorts, Pinterest, um, all of it, Snapchat, the Home Depot app, which is amazing. Uh, <laughs> that one doesn't exist, but I'm sure Home Depot will get into it soon enough. But <laughs> And, and even with the long form, like I'm posting my long form on YouTube and on Facebook because I have a, a short yeah. Facebook page and I have a long video Facebook page. Um, so. Yeah. I, I love all that stuff. I love nerding out about it. It's fun. How do you have time to yeah. do all you of that? Yeah, just make the two videos. Like I make a short video and I make a long video and then I just have to take maybe 40, 40 minutes to place it everywhere. Yep. And I'm so on my phone. Video, how do you get your long video to become short video? You know what I mean? I typically we film both typi- directions. Typically, I, I will. I'm, I'm I'm trained to when I walk up to a thrift store, I'm holding up and filming like this, and then I'll film like this. So I'm making two videos store. at the same time. Yep. Um, and I will be the guy. I'm literally at this point hacked. Uh, and I'm not saying it's good. I probably could do a better quality video. But when I go to thrift stores, I don't care anymore. I will hold my phone up like this while I'm talking to people, and that's how I do my YouTube videos because. I don't like the editing part of the GoPro. It takes me forever. So I'm like, mm-hmm. if this is a hack, I can do it quicker. I still have GoPro stuff and will use it. I probably should do it more. But um, yeah, I'm just, I hold up my phone everywhere. You I know what? Like I have Dawn to thank for that her. though, because she kind of trained you in getting you to get a dresser out on a gravel road and take a camera. I mean, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you got rid of your camera. It's the truth. It's the truth. I, when I'm at a thrift store, I'm always holding my phone in my, my hand everywhere, pretty much. And when he walks around through uh, yard sales and stuff, 
he nobody gets, ever says he anything. gets less questions about him just sticking his phone in their face than yeah. he does about that GoPro. When it's he's weird. wearing his GoPro, people are questioning like it's weird what are you how little for? people care about it. It's odd. Um, I don't know what that is culturally. I guess everybody's I, like we're, we're used to seeing this every day, but it. then when you see someone with a GoPro, they may as well be like open carrying or something, or it's like body yeah. armor. Like they they look at it's like a defense weapon or something. It's like it's still just a camera, but like. I mean, we're being tracked on these things and we don't care. But if I put a tracker on you, you would care. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so yeah. commonplace phones. Nobody cares. But it's, the it's, GoPro looks a little intrusive. It does. Yeah. I agree with you. And it's all about doing it in a way that actually gets it done for you. I mean, if GoPro is easier for you and you prefer that and it's, you know, you're not thinking because there is something to be said with I have to be thinking about filming a lot more holding my phone than if I had my GoPro, I might be more in the moment. So there's something to be said there. But a lot of people here in Vegas, like the niche lady, she uses her phone yeah. for everything. I think thrifting Las Vegas uses her phone for everything. Yeah. And I'm like, and, and I think a lot of the thrift stores here in Vegas don't want you to have a GoPro. Like that's mm. intrusive and they, they tell you not to, but yeah. your phone, even though it's obvious you're filming, they don't care for some reason. So mm. we got, we got in trouble like within 10 minutes at the uh, bins in Vegas. Cause I had my GoPro on. So I got in trouble at the bins, Ve the Vegas bins also, but I just was a little more discreet. I got to know where there are a lot of rhinestones and sequins at the Vegas bins. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't notice anybody. Yeah. The cool thing about Vegas and thrifting in general is Vegas is a, is a transient town. It's mm -hmm. a town where people go and live a lot of people for a year or two and leave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's just such an eclectic amount of stuff from everywhere. And there's a lot of big companies. Like I love sportswear. Um, there's fanatics, which is like the, one of the biggest makers of, of sports yeah. cars and sportswear everywhere. So they, there's a lot of their hats floating around, you know, a lot of times in Vegas, though, they're overpriced. But the cool thing here is we have a lot of half off days, 25% off days. So at least there's there's opportunities to make money on it. But uh, there's there's a lot of Vegas, kitschy, 1950s, 60s stuff, a lot of it, a lot of a lot of poker stuff, a lot of glassware with, you know, the sands. Like Cool. Like actual mid-century stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, we yeah. find mid-century uh, yeah. like glassware all the time. That oh, makes yeah. my heart pitter patter. Like I will save where you're listing a dollar card. I will probably take a loss on something mid-century just to save it. Especially that's how you know. Wood metal that's how you know you're a real reseller, Rachel. Like a real deal picker. Because th this, I love that that you said you would lose money. I will lose money on stuff sometimes if I enjoy it enough. Yep. And that I sounds have to crazy. save it. Yeah, exactly. There is that sense of. Uh, uh, preservation there, I think a little bit where yeah. I'm like, this is, I do that all the time. Like, and it's hard to explain in a video because I can't make a video about how to make money where I'm losing money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't put those in videos, but um, it's true though. Like it, you know, depends on how much I'll lose, but if I'll break even, or I'm like, I might not make any money on this, yeah. or I might lose a few bucks, but it's so cool. You can't where, leave it. Yeah. You know, somebody would appreciate yeah. it. And I don't really collect myself, but I know people collect. Yeah. So um, mm -hmm. yeah, I do that a lot. I love Dave it. Dave does that though, doesn't he? Like Dave makes videos about losing money all the time. Yeah, but he's he didn't go in he didn't go in thinking he was gonna lose money. That's the thing. He always uh, thinks he's gonna make money. He gets home uh, and he's like, oh man, I've made a, another mistake. And he's already sick because he's ate all the food at every garage sale. I don't know what that guy that dude. Here's the first thing you notice about Dave. I noticed about Dave in person was his voice was weirder than I thought. And number two, is he wasn't like that fat. He was actually fairly good shape. And that dude eats like, like crazy. He's like a garbage disposal. He will oh eat anything in front of him. He doesn't stop eating. 
What did you that? say you're actually not that fat when you oh, met yeah. him? Oh, yeah. That's, that's just, I'm sure I did. Yeah. <laughs> when we went on vacation with him, we went to, what is that, St. Augustine's or whatever. And they have like this big long strip where you can go in and get like the popcorn and the cookies and all this stuff. <laughs> we stopped we everywhere. We were going from one shop to the next and this guy's got donuts. We had then fries, and we nachos. went to the popcorn place. <laughs> then it was pop- he bought, I don't know how many pounds of all this different flavored popcorn. And it popcorn was amazing. And he, oh, it was good. He's living and then life. He I appreciate to, it. And we're both like, and he's like, you guys ready for lunch? And I'm like, what? I'm already oh sick from all of this sugar we just <laughs> ate. I don't think I'm ready for lunch. Girls, did you hear that? They went on a trip to Augustine together. Girls trip. <laughs> super dreamy. Yeah. We need Beautiful, to do that. Honestly, yeah, I love gorgeous. that town. Nice. Is it underwater though right now? No, it's it's not anymore, but it was last week. Sadly. Yeah. yeah. Andy, you're okay though, right? Yes. Yeah. We didn't we didn't even get any rain here in Pensacola, but we're kind of Alabama, so um we're not really got that much of Florida, but I feel bad for all the people who are still without electricity. My today. parents yeah. um, and my sister still don't have power. Um, oh they're gosh. hoping by Friday, maybe there will be some power restored. And um, there's like, you know, obviously insurance problems with everyone. And so I asked my dad, I was like, when you have power, can I share your store? <laughs> he was like, please wait until I'm able to ship stuff. So I, I'm probably going to end up sharing his stuff just because, I mean, like they, they were hit hard. They had the, the soffits and everything blown out of their, you could just like see up into the attic of their house. Um, and there were snakes hanging down in front of the front door. Oh, wow. oh They had to go somewhere. Like their yard is a, is a lake you know their street you could only get down with a canoe and this snake is like in their attic and they're in there without power and it's been you know almost two, it'll be two weeks wait i don't i don't even know how long it's been anymore that they haven't had power it's been a week i guess tomorrow That's terrible here we have an echo come on you can go in settings and and select echo cancellation yeah mine is Under audio that might help it's gone now okay i don't know what it was but <laughs> I didn't know any of this. Dave's the technical yes. one. He's the one that handles all that. He taught That's me how Baldy Pal is on his show. He'll have us turning on and off echo cancellation and like Google docking us things for the show. And I'm like, I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> show up and smile. Very much. Yeah. Ma- yeah he's, he's a good dude. I like Adam. We had yeah. him. He was on Trash to Cash, I believe. Yeah. He, he's a good dude. I like him a lot. Yeah, I've I've been having a lot of fun on his show. I've been co-hosting every other Wednesday with him and Gary. And um, this week, which this will have already passed, uh, Joey is going to co-host with me. Really? And have, yeah, and we have Scott Jachinking on. Oh, I love that. That's a lot of energy right there. I know. I was like, oh my gosh, this this is going to be like a powerful show. You're on tonight, which again has already passed, but people can go back and watch it. But you are on with Kat and our Slipper tonight, right? Yeah, me and Dante and, and Kat and uh, Julian. I think Julian's nice. on this week. Is he back finally? He, I don't know. I don't know if he is. He he shared it. I don't know who is. He's going to get fired. Kat posted on her, <laughs> on her story that it was with him. Okay, good. The mess, he must yeah. be feeling if you, better. If you want to see me semi-professional, that's the one. That's the one where I, I, I can't really joke too much, yeah, I feel like. Doesn't. I have to be serious in that one. That's like serious business podcast. I agree with, with you. I business. Yeah, and especially like if you're in the hot seat, and I hope that you are. Um, I, you like, I was in the hot seat, Rachel. I'm usually, I'm usually in the hot seat on Kristen, it, um, typically. 
I just feel like you have to be a little more straight laced. And then I hit my 10K milestone on her show and people were messaging me afterwards and they were like, I was dying watching you try to be so straight faced while that happened. Because I was like, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And I wanted to go like open a bottle of champagne. And I think it would have. I think it would have. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm excited for you. That's super cool. Yeah. I should put out some videos now. Congratulations on that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. She's getting there now. I know. Yeah, the 10K um, is like, I think that's like, that to me feels like, and that one took me forever to get to 10K mm -hmm. um, on YouTube. It's taking it's, us forever too. <laughs> that's the one though. I think that's the one where I feel like you're like, you're now like a YouTuber. Like, like you have some actual like. credential now. Yeah. yeah. Like um, my, my son's friends might start subbing me at this point. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I knew, I knew I was doing good. I knew I was doing good with social media when we moved here and I went to the sandwich shop. That's like a block and a half away. And I'm getting a sandwich and they're like, are, are you that thrift store guy? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. The, the, really? The American Arbitrage? He's like, yeah, that, that's it. I'm like, okay, yeah. That's the name I'm is like. so good. Like, I, it is so how good. did you come up with it? I was the, <laughs> I was the card guy, which is a terrible name. Um, that is like pretty bad. Card, yeah, it was pretty terrible. You for called like yourself the first card week. life. Card life, card life, yeah. Um, and then we were thinking of, because I knew it was a bad name. It was a placeholder. Well, you you were going to put yourself in a box with just being Yeah, I didn't want to do, I like cards, but I don't want to be, I had, when I started YouTube, I would have been much bigger if I focused on cards. Because some of my biggest videos are on cards yeah. um, mm -hmm. back early when I first started. But I'm like, I don't want to be the card guy. I want to be a reseller who's one of his specialties is cards. But um, yeah, we were driving back from uh, Vegas, I think. And you Saint came George. up with it. Because yeah. I talked about arbitrage. I read that retail arbitrage book that's everywhere. Um, and then Don said American arbitrage. The second I heard it, I'm like, yeah, that's it. It's alliteration. So it, it's all Don too. So you all owe it all to Don. Trash to cash too. She came up with trash to cash. Did you? That's amazing. I love it. It's, it's perfect. Just... Trash to cash. It, it's, it surmises everything I feel about reselling. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not even joking. Yeah. I feel like most of the stuff people buy is junk. I feel like most stuff is junk. And I don't mean that mm -hmm. in a derogatory way. It's almost like mm -hmm. in a loving way. Like stuff is like most stuff isn't necessary. Nobody needs yeah. a cardboard picture of a dude in an outfit with a baseball bat. Nobody needs that. But people want that. And yeah. It's junk. And then you can turn it into cash. So I think I wish Webster would hire you to define the baseball card and use exactly what a baseball that. card is. It's just a bunch of I mean, there's there's there, there's, you know, cards with like female people like soccer players and WNBA, but in general, it's just like dudes just looking, on a card. yeah, just sweaty on a card and then like a piece of cardboard. And then people are exchanging in some cases, millions of dollars yeah. for this stuff. And I saw some interesting cards at the auction. It was like Chevy's line from 1992. Okay. So it has like, but when I say it was their line, I mean like, sure. The Camaro was in there. The S10 was in there, but so was their minivan. And I was like, who's collecting a trading card of the minivan? And like, that's the one that probably would sell for the most because it's so I should have bought them. Yeah, that I mean, I don't know exactly what those would be worth, but to me, I would I always look for with cards like yeah. the most random and extreme stuff. So like there's, for example, Halloween is upon us. There's a set of Coca-Cola football cards where all the NFL players in the 90s dressed up in costumes like they oh. were a, a Frankenstein one. Yeah. Now, they're not super valuable. They're like a couple bucks a card, but those I find those, those all cool. the time. And like they're kind of going up in value because it's all about just the kitsch aspect of it. It's not because of, you know, Emmett Smith is dressed up as a pterodactyl. You know, it's just <laughs> silly. 
<laughs> but uh, I love I love finding that kind of stuff. I sold last week. I sold a, a football card with Santa on it with his football helmet from 1991. Sold for like 275. I was more excited about that than like a hundred dollar sale we get. And I don't know why. I'm something's wrong with me. I desperately need help. <laughs> no, I totally get that. That's that makes sense because it was something that was exciting to you. Cards are not what's exciting to me. I try to do one whatnot with cards, and I I shut the auction down after three cards. So help me because I have two or three binders of my husband's cards. What's the what's the best and most efficient way for me to get rid of them? Um, the best and most efficient way would be, gosh, just sell them as a lot. Take some pictures. Sell the whole binder. Locally, probably you can sell them online too. I mean, you can go through, there is an app and I will tell everybody this, it's called Collects, C-O-L-L-X, where you can scan a picture, like you can just take a picture and it most of the time can find the card for you in pricing. Wow. So okay. I'll have to use that. So I would just, and just, it's, it, you know, Drew should probably know the basics on like, like who the best players were. So like, look up, you know, if it's football, look up, you know, Joe Montana, Emmett mm -hmm. Smith. And if it's some random offensive lineman, you can pass up. But sometimes the more obscure random stuff sells too. So what's the years that you say always avoid? Because you always say there's 90s. I tell people in general the to 90s. avoid like, but there's so much nuance to it. That's the thing about sports cards. Like there's a junk wax era that's like 87 to 92 or 93. You're going to see a lot of cards from that era. But there are valuable cards in that era. But in general, um, in baseball, you want to stay away. But if you have 1987 basketball, you could have a Michael Jordan rookie and that could be worth thousands of dollars. So there's some nuance there. Um, but in general, that era is not good and you're not, it's not worth your time to invest in it unless you're passionate about it. It's no, it's like mind numbing. what I do, but most people don't want to do it. And I get it. Yeah. It's kind of tedious. Yeah. Like, like how would you that? feel like, like if you're looking through women's clothing, that was like, I would enjoy that, especially if it was vintage, you know, flipping through the tags and look, I like, I know when I see that one thing. So it's, it's kind of like, yeah. It's you the could same part of the words. brain though. It is. It's like, you're looking through the tags. I'm looking like at this point, that's why I love going through boxes of cards. It's more like, I love how nuanced it becomes and clothing becomes more nuanced the more you get into it as well. Cause mm -hmm. it's not just the tag, but what era is this tag? Uh, yeah. is this you know, and you're really good, you might be able to say this is 66 to 78 or whatever um and with cards it's like gone beyond just looking for emmett smith or whatever it's like this particular version of the card is he's in a monster costume or or this card is a, a special edition or this card has an error on the back and i know a lot of that because i literally have collected cards for almost 40 years like not 40 years but like since i was seven so like 30 plus years so it's fun and I get it. I, that's where I can, I can totally understand clothing resellers because yeah. they're similar in that they love to look through the tags and they love to, to organize it. I like, and I get it. I'm the same way. I just, I try to get into clothing. It's tough for me. Uh, John, I, what's I don't your have favorite the patience. I'm not as interested. Sorry. What's your favorite really? thing to sell? John? I'd probably say plushes, toys, and vintage. I'm not into I sports cards. <laughs> 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 yeah, I love plush. It's so I cute. literally would pass on because I I know less than nothing about them. Yeah, and you should. I don't typically should. pick up plush, but I picked up an ET plush the other day. He was so oh. cute. Yeah, and that's the thing. Somebody else will think it's cute too, and you'll be able to sell it, especially if you get it at the right price. Yeah. And and a lot of people like with cards or plushes. If you're not interested, and in, if there's not something in you saying, "Oh, that's cool," then don't go hunt for that stuff. Yeah, especially cards because cards are so confusing. And so boring if you're not into it, like terribly, maybe the most boring niche if you don't like them because they're you're just right. tedious and it's just, yeah. 
that everything about it that is bad, I like. That's the problem. I like the the sorting. I like the tediousness of it because I'm in love with them. But like for the most part, I would stay away from them unless you have that same inkling of a passion. Same with plush. I think plushes are a little more little more open because there's like so many different styles. They're fun. They're cute. <laughs> they're cute. They're they are cute. cute. That's, I mean, nothing else. They're adorable. And easy to ship. Easy to ship. That's key. Yeah. Cards too. That's another big reason I like selling them. I found a Griffin too. And I feel like I've never seen, it was from uh, Bush Gardens maybe or something, but like, like the, like a mythical Griffin uh, plush. Mm -hmm. So I picked it up too. Oh, oh nice. A I lot of well. just, yeah. I mean, it's just like thinking about how much that would have cost at Bush Garden. Yes. I yeah. mean, oh my gosh. the stuff does go down on eBay, but if you're picking it up for, sometimes we find plushes at a quarter, there's just no yeah. way you can lose. Even if you sold it seven, eight bucks, um, it's easy to ship. You can, most of them, unless they have a tag, if they have a tag, I put them in a box typically. But if they don't have a tag, you just throw them in a poly bag. Yep. That's that simple. My favorite are the animated plush. I like sell so many of the animated oh, yeah. ones that oh, like yeah. around and stuff. And people are giving them away for a quarter at yard sales. It's crazy to me. Maybe I should get more into plush. Plush is a fun niche. It really it is. is. Like, and you get to know the nuance, like the, the mm -hmm. tags, like Knickerbocker is a great one from the seventies where yep. pretty much anything we find is going to sell. And then you get into the, the, you start to see the composition change. Like back in the early days, they put like wood chips and stuff yeah. in the plushes and they're much heavier and thicker, they're thicker heavier yeah. and, and not soft. I mean, they're soft, mm -hmm. but they're not pliable. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're sturdy. Um, and and we 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 find those all the That's time. That's actually People my favorite is the old yeah. ones, the fifties blushes. Mm. They tend to sell pretty well too. And oh, then also with yeah. those, it's, you know, if you end up not, if you buy right, you always need to buy right. That's where you make your profits always in the buy and not to sell. But uh, is you can have a whatnot auction, and if it's yeah. not going and it's been sitting on your eBay for for three months or six months or however long you like to wait, uh, just do a plush auction on whatnot. That's another way we just get rid of ours. Yeah. Usually even when we're giving stuff away on whatnot, we'll at least make our money back and a little yep. bit of a profit on plushes because they're so inexpensive hmm. in That's general. True. I thought about doing, um, I bought uh, two giant boxes of plush. I mean, giant, like 75 pound boxes oh, from American retail something um i wasn't too pleased with what i got but i figure i might even be able to lot lot them up like in like five little plush at a time and whatnot those so they have one mm -hmm. shipping price if you um, have exactly it, i mean if if it, maybe the brand isn't too enticing think about you know putting them in lots based on maybe animal type yeah. like if you had like three lions that'd be awesome or four bears just try to think of creative ways i think to lot them up could could move them yeah we were selling we had t-shirts the other day. My son's getting into whatnot. He's 16. And um, all the shirts that didn't sell throughout his auction, I was like, Della, let's just lot him up. And I just love the way his mind works because he did what you said. He was like, okay, I got all the sports ones here. Let's do a four shirt sports lot. And then he was like, all right, this one's all the um, like San Diego. For some reason, we had a bunch of San Diego stuff. And he brought all that out. And he's like, this is all the Disney. And that's what he did. And we, we just auctioned him off that way in lots. Sounds mm -hmm. like a natural reseller. Oh, he's yeah. so good at it. I just have to right now. I mean, he is a 16 year old boy. And so it's more the focus of, okay, Dello, like you're out of school. You need to work two hours today, you know? And I mean, being able to work two, two hours. I mean, he was, he's making over $30 an hour doing whatnot and McDonald's yeah. isn't going to pay him that. So I yeah. just keep trying to remind him that. I did Burger King. I wish I would have resold. I mean, there was reselling back in the late nineties on eBay, but wasn't even really something anybody thought about. And I didn't even resell at all in college. And I was in college forever. 
So um, I wish I would have done it. That would have been perfect than, rather than me yeah. hopping from random job I didn't like to random job. Mm -hmm. you know? yep. Yeah, for sure. But I love I, that Dello is doing this now. My kids have been literally around reselling their entire lives. My favorite story is when Amy, my she's 21 now, she was nine. She found a coffee table in our neighborhood. And so she carried this coffee table herself home to us. <laughs> And we like refinished the top and sold it for like $75 at our wow, yard sale. Awesome. Guys, three months later, they put the coffee table outside. Someone in our neighborhood bought it. So she brought it back again and we sold the coffee table twice. That's awesome. That is amazing. How is she not a reseller today? I don't know. Cause you know, if it's, been around for so long she just was you know they just get sick of it over time now they can like resell everything ship everything source everything but they don't want to do it because you know mom does that yeah. <laughs> i wish i had went straight to reselling instead of real estate um i just sold a burberry coat i i picked it for 15 dollars oh, guys it sold for 379 dollars i have worked foreclosure houses that like when someone buys a twenty thousand dollar house and the foreclosure company has negotiated your commission down to three or five percent you make a couple hundred dollars and it is like three to six months worth of work sometimes mm -hmm. and i i made that in one sale on and i'm like if you looked at the two you would think that real estate's the more lucrative thing and like a 15 dollar investment to 379 there is no other job where you can do that no i haven't found it Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah, there. I mean, that it really is. This is kind of a recession proof, I feel like, job as well, because people are going to buy online when they have money and people are going to buy online when they don't have money. And For if deals. they do want something fun, you know, we do a lot of collectibles. If they do want something fun and treat themselves. You know, online is the place to get it inexpensively or yeah. for less money. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I, when I started this, it was a lot because of the recession, the 2008, because um, I graduated in 2010 and I, I you know, I didn't go, I was going to go back to school or something. There was no real great jobs in the interim that I could get. So I just started doing this because, you know, Pawn Stars or American Pickers yeah. were was getting right. paid. Right. <laughs> and exactly. I got into oh, it. It was just like just some weird serendipity. And, um, but it's, um, you know, totally changed how, how our, our lives are completely. I'm, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I'm doing it. It's definitely what I'm meant to do. And it's good yep. to feel like you, you're meant to do something. Really. You guys should go down to the Pawn Stars shop and, and like make a video and see if there's anything flippable there. That's a great idea. That is a great idea. We should do that. I've never I mean, been. You went with. I've been a couple times. That, that I, would be a I feel one. like one percent royalty for that idea. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Just shout me out, okay? Are the guys okay. there for that, that store? They weren't there whenever I was there. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're, they're not, not there, there anymore. much anymore. That'd probably be they're better if they're not there. For filming. Uh, they don't run the shop anymore. They're only there for filming. And then with filming, what they're doing is they're getting a hold of people, like collections, because they, yeah. it's like anything. And I feel like this happens on YouTube a lot too. You have to have a bigger haul every time. Yeah. It, and that's why I'm trying, and it's not that successful, but I'm trying to like make my channel more, uh, our channel more around our personalities because nobody can do, everybody can do, I found a $500 item, but not everybody mm -hmm. can do, nobody can do a Carrie and Dawn channel. Nobody can mm -hmm. do a Kristen or Angie or Rachel channel. Nobody but yeah. us. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out a way to make it about us reselling rather and than what we like resell. What really but yeah, on. they, they are, they are <laughs> hunting for people now that have amazing collections and stuff to show off because they can't just get by with showing a pocket watch that's worth a hundred bucks. Yeah. Cool. Anymore. 
And you know, well, I mean, like, our niche is small, like it, on YouTube, reselling is a small niche, but lifestyles, I've talked to Rachel about this, a lifestyle channel can grow you so much more. And, you know, y'all have a really unique life. And so does, you know, Rachel, that I think that y'all could easily m make the switch to having a broader audience for sure. Mm -hmm. Me and Kristen were too bad. Sell <laughs> yourself, sister. I'm going to travel the country. <laughs> I've learned, I've learned. Live Sorry, in your ahead. van and, and source stuff all over the country. I'm going to be at okay, van that's life. True. That's all I want to do is live in a van by the river. Van yeah, by the who river. thought when we were kids that was like a something derisive to say, like you living in a van down by the river. Now everybody wants to live in a van down by the river. <laughs> yeah, but, and they pay it? like $200,000 for a van to live down by the river. I know. My son, my son won, uh, wants to live in a school bus, right? But now his his plan has kind of changed. He said, you know, after school, mom, I want to do like the backpacking around Europe, essentially. And let me tell you, I hope I haven't already told you guys this story the other day. He's like, the okay, I figured it out, mom. I'm going to backpack around Europe. And I was like, well, that's great, but you got to find some way to pay for that son. Like start a YouTube channel now. And by the time, like you'll be making some type of income off of that and you could pay your way to backpack around. Like I'm supporting you on this. I'm going to help you figure out how to do it, but you got to figure out the financial part. And he said, worse, I'm not kidding. Worst case scenario, I become a spear fisherman in Bali. I was like, how, how is that the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario is that you're sleeping with one eye open on Skid Row. Okay. <laughs> you're fishing in Bali. It sounds like a vacation. Why what? would it? He watches too much YouTube. I'm like, that Obviously. is not worth it. He's like, because I won't be able to be vegetarian anymore. But I'm like, oh, oh my God. But no, you're 100% right, though, like with starting the YouTube channel now. That's, do it. that's the reason why we could do picking across America is because we're making money um, through our content or else we, I mean, we were selling at home, but I wasn't focusing on it much. We had somebody right. shipping. We had my stepdaughter was shipping, but like I wasn't focusing on it that much. So the only reason we could do it and be gone for five weeks and pay for our bills here and pay for that monstrosity of a bill to do that was because of content. Honestly, yep. that's the only reason. And we would have been able to do it otherwise. We would have had to. Don would have had to fly out and been scared to death, but we were able to do it the, the way we wanted to do it. So, <laughs> Another good reason, um, you know, sites and platforms like whatnot exist because like you were talking about earlier, the hall always has to be bigger. Well, guess what, guys? There's a limited amount of storage in every person's, you know, uh, mm -hmm. place. So we have to do something with this. And so if you're able to source it, you know, as content and take everyone thrifting with you and then liquidate it almost immediately, like, man, those like whatnot and YouTube together, you could build yeah, a channel exactly. just off of sourcing for that. Yeah. That's like what Harry Tornado just did, I think, on his recent video in Los mm -hmm. Angeles. He's all like, we're going to sell everything on whatnot, yep. everything we find. It's a great idea. It's good for content, but it's also a great way to deal with that stuff, you know, you'll make, oh, yeah. especially with him because he has such an audience. Well, he, his, his, you know, audience is enormous. We all, like, wish we could have that. Yeah, he, I think he ended up making like $200 off of the whatnot, but it's like he got the video out of it. He, yeah. you know, gave everyone what they wanted, you know, on whatnot. People got great items because some of that stuff was like new at tags. And mm -hmm. yeah, it was it was so perfect. Yeah, yeah and I love how, them. They're such good people. As you grow, that's that's realistically how it is. Because now, like most of the time when we go out sourcing, it's everything we buy is paid for by videos, you know, except exactly. unless we spend hundreds of dollars. But we're, we're doing okay enough at this point to where like, uh, it's kind of like, the the content is going to pay for everything we buy. And then, um you know, everything yeah. else is profit, which yeah, never thought would happen. Never thought that would happen.
ever. Well, like what a time to be alive, right? It is so exactly. weird. It's so weird, but I love it. It's so perfectly weird. I yeah. think all of us wish that we would have started a little bit sooner than we did. Yep. So if Dello starts now when he's this young, think yeah. of how great he'd be doing by the time he's our age. I love getting the notifications that he's listing too, because guys, if I don't have time to list, he's listing on my store. <laughs> like yeah. I'm getting residual sales off of that too. And now his stuff's listed and mm -hmm. yeah. It's a perfect nice. Just recruit your kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the key. That is the key. Child labor. That's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Man, I'm so glad that you guys agreed to join us, even though Dawn yeah. just got notified that she was going to be on. <laughs> exactly. That is, oh, I was like, you should have told me sooner. He goes, I just remembered. Oh, well. No, I had forgotten, actually, remember. until Kristen got a hold of me last night. I was like, oh, I'm good. oh yeah. I was like, hey, see you guys in the morning. I also had forgotten about um, um Nurse Flipper too. So that's, that's <laughs> oh, just my, that's my nature. I just I don't I don't have a daytime or a planner or anything. So I just oh. kind of go with the flow. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, we're super glad that you're here. I hope that you being on the show, Carrie, will show people that we're not anti-male. We yeah. we do like the beard. <laughs> We have so much respect for you guys and what you're doing, um, you know, with your own podcast and with all of your channels. And um, so we'll probably be dropping in our description um, link to Trash Cash Podcast, as well as all the guys. Yeah, don't, don't click on that link, guys. It's going to be an utter waste of your time. Don't do click it. on it. It's what I listen while it works out. There's a lot. There, you, got, you got back episodes now, four or five. Just watch those. Don't worry about us, guys. We're fine. <laughs> We're like, it's, you're going to waste your time. It's good stuff. You guys should all be watching. Um, to close everything out today, would you guys please let everyone know the most important thing when they show up at our podcast? You can sit with us. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. That's Bye, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. 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 See you guys.